Macy. He's saying ripoff, direct ripoff yes. of Macy's. I'm obsessed with these colors of the year. For paint and stuff. So 326, it's Christmas Day night, 8.34 p.m. Eastern, full of barbecue and hot sauce. Yes. That's dedication. Yeah, to, to record a podcast on Christmas night. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things were dedicated. The first 30 seconds of this episode, you get Donna's take on us, Dad's, our trash bags, and Christmas morning. We dissect the five biggest hits of the year on country radio. You can't even buy him a beer for two years to thank him for his generosity. A 19-year-old young man donating nearly three-quarters of a million dollars to children's hospitals across the country. It's nearly impossible to root against this kid. Christmas Day, Charles Kelly of Lady A dropped a brand new song about his journey with sobriety. Donna adds it to the Spotify Hype Song playlist for this episode. And uh, can't miss and won't soon forget conversation at the 16-minute mark about what's dry as toast but could become juicy as a roast. Somebody hit the big red button. Let's get it away. This is episode 326 of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. Podcast named that way for a reason. Prior to podcasting and starting podcasting January of 2020, I'd only done radio my entire life since I was 15 years old. And we are just uh, two weeks away from the fourth year of this podcast on. That's unbelievable. Like in the fourth year. Is that right? 2020, 21, 22? <laughs> yep. No. Yeah. Something like that. Well, let's figure it out. Well, let's do Okay, we started in January eighth of twenty twenty. Correct. Pre pandemic. So next, this coming January is twenty three. So that'd be three years. We're starting year three. Yes. It's impossible. Yeah, no, it's not. Exciting stuff though coming up two weeks. What like what? Don't know. Oh, okay. So uh, what do we do? What do we do? This podcast is a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and your friends. Conversations. If you're listening as you travel back home after the holidays, conversations you had at Christmas dinner. Or during the week with a family and friends celebrating the holidays. Conversations about current events, pop culture, music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name's Don, and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, Merry Christmas Eve. So today, well, I mean, like, well, because even, it's over, it's over. but we're going it's back in time. Because right now it's we're recording over. on Christmas Eve. But no, um, it's Christmas Day. Christmas, yeah, well, yeah, that's right, so Christmas Day. Well, the eve of Christmas. I have to tell you, I've been a mess this week. I don't know up, down, sideways, like what day it is. I mean, I know the, the 25th. I know the date, but I haven't known if it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like, I just, I can't keep up. I couldn't keep up. Um, I was in the store we were working on. Um, we worked a little bit on Christmas Eve, and I have these, had these four kids, little, they're guys, not little, but I mean, they're high school guys that work with me, that were working with me. And they said, they were talking about Christmas. And I'm like, oh, are you guys excited about Christmas and everything? And they're like, yes. And they go, oh, Miss Donna, is your husband one of like the trash bag guys? And I didn't, they didn't even have to tell me what they're talking about. And I'm like, uh, yes. You know what a trash bag not, guy not is? Not this year. I went on strike. Yeah. But you know what the trash bag, if you're listening, what the trash bag guy is, and there's all these memes about it, is when your kids sit down to open presents and the family sits down to open presents, the dad appears like Tom Cruise from like the ceiling tile. Drops down. With like a box full a hefty. of of hefty, hefty bags, yeah, yard yard, but not the small kitchen bags. Yeah, but, but yard uh, like leaf bags. Yeah, 
And he's like, puts a bag beside everybody. Gallon. Sometimes like, and you would always like pre-place the bag in their stations before they started. I, I would. I, I, yeah, I would. And these kids were cracking up about it, cracking up about it. And they're like, why do you think that like the dads are so serious about the bag? And this is not going to be a popular conversation that we're getting ready to have. But I think it is because not all dads, but a lot of women do a lot of stuff for Christmas. And so it's the time when like the dads show up and they feel like this is like this. They've got this. They've got the the ribbons and the and the, and all of these. But it is like universal. So if you think this is only your family, it is every single family. And there's all these memes on tic, the TikToker about it. But also these kids were saying the same things that go in our house. Like one of them was like, yeah. And then after they get the bags, they're like, don't leave any gift cards laying around because then they're going to get thrown in the trash and you're which not going to have well, it. Hang on, which is a, a true statement. It is. But it's just so How funny. How many gift cards have been thrown away? On December 25th, through the years, probably a billion dollars worth have been lost and thrown away in trash bags. So funny. And then another kid said, which is so true, he said, I'll get something really, not like not super expensive, but like maybe a nice pair of sunglasses or something. And he's like, before I can even get them out of the box and like look at them, my dad is already like, you know, those are very expensive. These are very expensive sunglasses. So if you're going to lose them, you better just not even put them on your face. He's like, and my mom just has to save the day and be like, Jim, he hadn't even put the glasses on yet. And then my other favorite one is like when kids open presents and like the dads are like, uh, and the kids go to the dads and they're like, thank you so much. I've been wanting this. I knew you did. I knew you wanted it. And they didn't even have any damn idea what was in that package. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of work. So, Listen, I saw some dad tweeted uh, the 24th Christmas Eve Friday or Saturday that um, I look forward to tomorrow and learning what, uh, oh hell. What I spent all my money on? No, what, uh, well, I'm giving my kids or that, that just, that, that's not, that landed, not that landed flat. Wow. Okay. It did. But uh, let me try to get it right. Hang on. Okay. Well, you I had me work on my joke. I can't the other day. wait to see. I can't wait to see. Along with my kids, I can't wait to see what I got them for Christmas tomorrow. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's is better. That that yeah. Better? That's a little better. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had to call you in to the den last night and say, can you help me wrap some of these presents, please? Which I did. Happy, I mean, I'm like, I'm like in some like sweatshop in Thailand. Like, I mean, they just keep putting the packages down in front of me. Like, okay. You know, you on line number four, you need to keep rapping. I mean, I'm rapping and I'm rapping and I'm rapping and I'm rapping. And at some point, you do think in your mind, mind, let's see, I bought them. All I, right. I went out and sourced them. All Can right. somebody help me wrap these damn things? But I will say, we had a great time. And it was a great Christmas. I know we're going to talk about Christmas later, but. Well, we're I, just going to continue the conversation. But. I just think that it's just so funny the way dads like just, I mean, and you know, every dad is different. Like some dads are super, super involved and Christmas is their thing. Sometimes Christmas isn't people's thing. And I want to say also that Christmas is tough when, you know, last year was a tough Christmas for you because you lost your mom. This year you've lost your dad. Christmas is tough sometimes. Yeah. It sucks. So I totally get that and I too. I was never a fan. And I've said this before. I was never. Who is not a fan of Christmas? I'm a fan of Jesus and his birthday. I'm not a fan of the fanfare. I'm not a fan of the gift giving. I'm not a fan of um, a lot of things that, that I don't think have anything to do with the birth of Jesus. Well, I love Jesus too, but I want all the presents and okay, I love the I fanfare. I don't like to open presents. Uh, oh. it, it just it gives me great anxiety. And that comes, I guess, from my childhood. I don't know where, don't know what happened, but I just, I do not, I feel that I don't like attention. And you're going to laugh and you do every time I say that, but I don't. And so in our family, maybe it's different at yours. Everybody opens one present at a time. And so the focus of the room is entirely on you. As you open a present, a gift from someone else, you have no idea what it is. And then you open it up and, and you have to, you, you respond. Manufacture excitement. You know, I, but we don't do that. It's not even that, I don't think. But we but don't do that anymore. Now we all just like, we put all the presents in front of everybody and you open at your leisure. 
And okay. every now and then I'd like to say, you know, like, are you excited about those damn Hoka tennis shoes that I sourced from Alpharetta to East Cobb to 16 neighborhoods? And, and do you like that, you know, flat iron that I got you that was pretty expensive? And, you know, every now and then you just want a little something back, just reaction. a little something, just a reaction. But thank you for doing everything that you did. Well, and thank you, too. For the kids and for the, the, the grandparent. There's just one now. I know. The grandpa's singular now. I think she feels a huge burden. The grandparent. Like, you know, to bring it on home. But yes, it was great to have her. And It was fantastic having Anna here. And you do great with her. And you know, it's funny because I think sometimes with grandparents, especially as they get much older, you know, again, there's different grandparents. There was a time period when we would have all of the grandparents here when the kids were younger and they were super involved in helping us put together gifts. And, you know, we would go to dinner the night before. We would take your mom to church. Or, we, you know, my mom sang in the cantata for years. Yes. We, would, we would go to the cantata. And so... I do think that there are some of those traditions that have fallen by the wayside. And I think you have to work. You have to work, work, work to make, if you want to. I still do. And I have to force myself to make Christmas a special day in your life. Because I think as the world evolves, there are more things that are open. You know, I worked on Christmas Eve last night and retail stores are open. Um, A lot more places are open. And I do want to keep, I like the specialness of having one day where there's no expectation. Because there isn't anything open. And, you know, it just, I think as society keeps evolving, it, it's become less and less, you know, of, of family time or personal time. Because, you know, listen, if, if, if Publix is open, then you can take a phone call or two or respond to an email. I mean, you know, can't you? And no, you can't. And so I, you know, I, you have to work hard to do that. And I think when you're younger, when your kids are younger, you do more of that because you do want the pictures of them you know, um, in front of the pink pig. And you do want, um, you, you know, you feel like it's your obligation to get them to church to light a candle, even though they're not taking anything in and they're going to burn the woman's hair down like Will did at one service. But those are the memories you talk about forever. I'll never forget one year. We we went to church and then we were meeting your dad and Julie, and I can't remember who else, your sister, um, and a couple of other people for dinner. And Olivia was teeny tiny. And she sat down, we sat down and she fell out of her high chair. I do remember that. And it was like a really nice restaurant. We had to leave. And we're like, you know what? We're just going to go home. And looking back on it now, we should have just stayed and wrecked the place. But at the time, it, again, we were tired. She was tired. It was too late. We knew in our minds it was too late to have her out, you know, to have her at dinner. And we just knew it was going to just keep going downhill from there. And it was kind of like, you guys, ha- we wanted them to have a great dinner. Right. And we're like, you know, we're just going to head on home. Where were we eating? It was like Cabernet or something. I mean, it was somewhere really nice. And we had like our own room and everything. And I'm now I'm kind of thinking like, why do we do that? You know? And that's a lesson too. I've become much, much more laid back and let it go. I mean, I used to just kind of be like, everything had to be running on a certain timetable. And I admit this. And, you know, the stress of getting your house clean because you've got people coming over and, you know, do you have all the bowls and the china and the stuff you're supposed to have? And now I'm just kind of like, you know what? We had barbecue on Christmas today. It was fantastic. And it was great. And you know what? You just figure it out. And so I think too, you know, and it was funny because my, my sister was, you know, not harassing really, but was giving my, my niece a hard time because she literally slept for like three hours after lunch. But I love that because that means that, you know what? You feel good. You feel comfortable. You're at our house. And so I think that's what holidays have evolved to for me is just, Hey, whatever floats your boat. 
but everybody being under the same roof if you can. It, that's what makes it special. Yeah. And it no. doesn't matter if you're sleeping or, you know, it used to be like if they're in their rooms, they need to come down and they need to kiss their grandparents' ring and sit at their feet. You know what? Part of just living in the house is just you're going up, you're going down, you're in your room, you're napping, you're, you know, because I think for these kids too, listen, they're tired from school. And they're tired from the stuff they do. So sometimes it's kind of like they just want to be in their rooms and hang out and do that kind of stuff. But you're right. As long as you're all together under one roof, that's what really counts. Will's our 23-year-old son. Uh, he lives here in Atlanta. Moving into his own apartment uh, next week. And uh, he was called into work. Broke my heart. Today, Christmas Day afternoon. Didn't even get to have lunch. It was, a, it was 3 o'clock we ate. So it was, uh, uh, Well, I made him a sandwich and he ate it at the table before he left. Between lunch and dinner. But we ate at 3 o'clock here at the house. And, and, and Will had to leave before that. He works in... Uh, Plumbing and HVAC and, and and water restoration and we had the coldest Christmas in Atlanta in forty years today, forty four zero years. Pipes are bursting all over town. Yeah, I mean you can go to certain TikTok accounts or, or Twitter or Instagram accounts that, that that you know report Georgia news, and they have videos from dozens of apartment complexes. Lenox Mall flooded. Cumberland Mall flooded. Kennesaw uh, State. Kennesaw State. The Hilton downtown Atlanta flooded. Um, the Sky Delta Lounge. Sky Lounge yes. at Hartsfield, the world's busiest airport, flooded. Yeah. Video of water just gushing out of the ceiling and, and just water causes massive amounts of damage. I mean, we've seen it with our roof. We still have a hole in our roof. But 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 it's... Keep talking. I'm going to let Fudge in. We're good. Because we, we have a, every time we talk about the roof, we have so many people who reach out who are roofers and y'all are so kind and so nice. We're good. Um Zupity Zupity Zitual, who is our um, insurance company, came through in a big way, and um, maybe they heard us, you know. And they're not only are they fixing our roof, but um, they're doing all of our interior stuff, and everything's good. So, but here's the challenge with that because there are so many roof, so many pipes and stuff um, bursting right now. There are, um, it's hard, like they can't start the work for a week because um, everybody's so busy right now. So yes, Will was called in, and I said to him, "Well, hey, the good news is that it's." Um, it's a holiday, so you get time and a half. And he's like, nope, because now I'm on salary. salary. And I said, oh, well, there you go. Welcome. welcome. He's adulting. Yeah, he is. Say hi to Fudge. Hello, Fudge. Hey, Fudge's home. Fudge's home for the holidays. He made it home from Knoxville. There you go. He lives in, uh, yeah, Knoxville. All right. He's eating, he's eating paper now. That's all right. Get it, Fudge. Get it, get it, get it. Uh, weather is, uh, yeah, it's just cold. Just it's so cold that I don't know if that's going to work or not, Donna. He can't Fudge, do that. Let's not do that. Does he have food? Uh, he's eating paper. I would say no. Okay. <laughs> We're fine. Text a kid. We got we got three of them under this roof. Sign each of them a cat that they're in charge of. Okay, this isn't good. Right, oh my fudgy, god. Fudgy, stop. Let me text this one. I'll get the next segment ready. This summer at Kohl's, take 50% off on all spring items and shake that ass for some Kohl's cash. This summer at Kohl's. There's a trend on TikTok right now. I bet there are many listening to this episode of this podcast that were ambushed by the fake commercial trend on TikTok. They have several of them. Most of them, if not all of them, we can't play. But you heard the voice there. That is a professional female voiceover artist, as they're called. She could have very well done a Coles real commercial. But right? what is she? Who's paying her to do this? Uh, whoever started the trend or somebody knows. I'm going to do some. Charlotte and I are going to do some. We've written some. And we're just going to put them out there. 
Not under her account. We're going to have to create a dummy account because yeah. they'll, they'll come at you. Uh, yeah. Goals will come at you. Thank you. Boy, she's just full of holiday joy. I'm telling that you. one there. Um, here's another example. Here's an old, uh, this is Old Navy. Listen. Pop your and shake your ass this summer at Old Navy. Get 30% off small shorts, shirts, and summer dresses. So shake that moneymaker and make your way down to Old Navy. Well, that's the music Old Navy's actually using in their commercials right now. Oh, my God. What do you think when Charlotte got you? Well, or ambushed you with it. So she said, have you heard this new Coles commercial? And I'm like, no, but I'm like, why should you want to play me a Coles commercial? And she played it for me. And I'm just like, what? Because the trend is you, you record the reaction of the your grandmother. Reaction. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 And I'm like, wait, what, what did that say? And she's like, let me play it again. And then she played it. And I'm like, what is this Charlotte? Like I can't get mad, but I'm like, what, what is this? And she goes, she said, I played it for dad and you and dad just didn't like get as like, angry as I thought you would. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know about that. I was just trying to figure it out. Like, what is this? I wasn't aware of the trend, but it's crazy. Oh, I wasn't either, but I know the Coles didn't use the P word in their commercials. No. Yeah, no. Oral Navy. Oral Navy. Here's my favorite. You ready? Made with botanicals found deep within the Amazon rainforest, plus I think some Vaseline, KY Jelly Classic can take you from dry as toast to juicy as a roast. So the next time you want to slide into your crush's DMs, don't ask why, ask KY. Ew. Dry as toast and juicy as a roast. Ew. Ah. Together some poems for a future assignment. There's some poetry in motion. McCarthy. They're ready to roll this year. Gonna keep it himself. On the RPO stays on his feet. Tiptoes down the road. Look like they're trying to get married tonight. <laughs> McCarthy keeps it. Deep downfield. Powell grabs it. Some of the big plays from the 2022 season for Michigan quarterback JJ McCarthy. He is 19 years old. And he is donating his NIL funds to C.S. Mott Children's Hospital of Ann Arbor, which is a suburb of Detroit. And also a children's hospital in Chicago. The amount of money that he is donating at 19 years old comes out to around $678,000 that he has earned in NIL funds since becoming quarterback at the University of Michigan. Don, explain NIL funds, because you, at the your, your, your real job, you guys kind of deal with this. Yeah, uh, that's with, a uh, lot with, of with, money. With, with Georgia football players. Yes, yeah. it's a huge amount of money. 19, I was kind of shocked at that amount. Um, so NIL actually means name, image, and likeness. That's what it stands for. You hear all this NIL, NIL, they're getting an NIL. And um, what it actually, what it, what it kind of means is that college athletes can profit off of themselves. Um so they relatively new, right? Two years, two seasons, maybe pretty new. Um, so, you know, basically in the past, NFL players can obviously make money off themselves. They can have agents, they can do all that. But the NCAA for college athletes had never allowed that. They allowed the school to profit off athletes, but they never allowed the athletes to profit off themselves. So they can now accept money from businesses in exchange for using them in products, advertisements, um, and they can promote themselves like at public appearances, like if they want to, like Stetson Bennett um, has a few. Um, he has us, uh, my store, Honored Reserve. He has Canes. There's a couple of, you know, that he has. Um, so what happened was the Supreme Court, the way it came down was, this was in 2021, um, they decided that the NCAA as a group was not legally allowed 
to limit athletes to not make money um, and that they couldn't keep them from getting payments to themselves, that the university could not just be the only ones profiting off themselves. Um, So then the NCAA said, hey, we're going to leave this up to the states. And um, where the states didn't pass a law, so there were some states that were like, we're not going to get involved in this, then individual schools came up with their own rules. Um, So I don't know if there are any schools that don't allow NILs. I I doubt it because I don't think they'd have any athletes, to be quite honest. Um, But it's just the constant change of college athletes, same as the portal. You know, before, if you transferred from a school, you had to sit it out and you had to wait, which really made you think about (coughs) whether it was worth it (coughs) to change to a different school. And now... That portal um, transferring is as big business as the first round of recruiting, if that makes sense. Because if you're not getting playing time at your school, you play golf, you, you play can, football, you can market yourself. And, you know, and what happens too, because I have a couple of kids at my store who have been, you know, have gotten scholarships. What The bad part of it is that schools are holding back now on scholarship money and they're encouraging kids to go out and harvest NILs. So, yeah. So what they're saying is, hey, we don't have as much scholarship money, but now you have the ability to make money off yourself. And so we're not, you know, we're not holding you back or capping you from that. J.J. McCarthy has a foundation, J.J. for the kids. And he announced back in September of this year um, that he would donate large portions of his NIL sales from a a Michigan apparel store. His charity receives 100% of the proceeds from six different uh, items, T-shirt sales, jersey sales, typical stuff. J.J. currently has a valuation, an NIL valuation of $678,000. He has deals from uh, Edberg Capital, Duncan, and the Randy Wise Automotive Team. He said to the Detroit News, it's definitely something that I've been wanting to do even before this whole NIL stuff started. This is something I wanted to do once I reached a pro level and a pro salary. What an opportunity to be able to make this impact at such an early stage in my career. 19 years old, Donna, and you can't even buy him a beer. Yeah, but to thank him for his generosity. It's amazing. For two years. He can't even drink a beer. He's yeah. 12-0 as a starter. And uh, hoping to add to the total against uh, TCU, the Fiesta Bowl, is this Saturday. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of athletes doing that. And I think it is to kind of um, temper the way some people feel about NILs. I know that there are, you know, there's like six, um, well, there's more now. Stetson Bennett from Georgia and a couple of other players started the DGD, which stands for the Damn Good Dog Fund. And they basically each um, pull a charity that is near and dear to their hearts and the funds from their apparel, which we sell, um, but other, you know, that they also sell for DGD hats and polos and that kind of stuff. It's donated to those charities. And they're taking in, there was five original players and now they're taking in Lots of players like uh, they just signed a female golfer. They said, you know, so a lot of like Georgia tennis players. And what I think is good about that is those are sometimes sports that do not get the same recognition as football. So they're really shining the light on these athletes. And I think if you talk to any, I just had a player in last week from Alabama um, who we are getting ready to potentially sign to an NIL. And he came in and was shopping for some stuff with his parents. And I just had a really interesting conversation with his parents and, you know, it's it's such a new um, a new world that you know you you really have to um, you have to have somebody kind of shepherd you through it. Whether it is your parents who maybe just kind of you know can help you go through it. I don't. You have to be at a certain level, and maybe this other kid is where you would need an agent. There are agents, and there are groups who you know help with nils <coughs> and that kind of stuff. But um, I think it's kind of a slippery slope. I. I 
you know, I'm interested to hear how you feel about it. The way I, I feel, I feel a lot of things about it. I think that um, they should have the right to profit off of Agreed. themselves yes. because the university has made money off of them. That said, I think that sometimes that's a lot to, for a, a college athlete, you know, to have on their plate. And I also think that when you're a part of a university, that you should have the same expectations for education and how you pass classes and you as know. much weight on that as the on the academics as as the athletics. Yeah, I don't think that. I think if 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 the university didn't give you the opportunity to shine in your capacity, nobody would know you. So while it is you and I'm Donna Choate and I'm the best linebacker the in the world, if if the University of Georgia didn't allow me onto the turf, then nobody would know I was the best linebacker in the world. So as someone who um, cheered and as someone, you know, what I'm saying is I think the academic expectation should be the same from athletes as it is from any student who walks on that campus. And I don't think that you should be given a free ride over in that area. I know they have academic support and all that, but I also think that there should be an expectation. And listen, a lot of these athletes are incredible scholars. They really are. Don't, you should never think that just because someone is an athlete, that they're not a great student because that's not the case. But I do feel like if, if this if this school is going to give you the opportunity to shine, then you, you know, maybe you do give something back in the form of, of some part of a charity or, or something that you do. I just, you know, I think that it, it tempers the way, like I said, that some people feel about them. What do you think about them? What if, what if um, you had to reach a certain level on the academic side? You had to maintain a blank GPA yeah. or something, yeah. right? And then there's a cap. There's a cap on the amount of money that you can earn each semester or each uh, academic year or, you know, uh, whatever, each football season. Until you graduate or something. Until you graduate or until you become a senior. Maybe your senior year is wide open. You know, I, I don't know. I think that, though, if you, if you put a cap on the money for, for most of your four years or however long you play, and you must maintain a certain GPA um, because that, that it gives you the incentive to remain involved and, and dedicated to the academics of your collegiate career as well as the athletics of your collegiate career. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, I think it gets, it also gets, I think that's a great idea. And I think it gets increasingly harder for coaches to coach these players too, because now you've got somebody who making three quarters of a million dollars. Right. And so do they really want to show up for five thirty AM workouts? And in their mind, do they put together the connection that what I just said, that, you know, I'm Donna Choate. Listen, dude, I'm the best linebacker in the, the world. Power, the power that they have. I'm the best linebacker in the world. No, you're not. Not if you don't show up for your 530 workouts. And, and, yeah. You know, so it's different <laughs> than being in the NFL. And I understand that. But I also think these athletes are dialing into them at an earlier stage because they also worry about getting injured, getting hurt, and not getting drafted. And so they feel like they have a window of opportunity that they really have to act on. And with our NILs, we pay some of them. Some of them we do. Um, clothing allowances. So I know there's a lot of different ways to structure NILs. And um, I don't know, I think it's really interesting because it is kind of the wild, wild west right now, I will tell you. Um, and from talking to a couple of these parents, um, they're just as involved as the kids are. There's going to be a whole new set of uh, NIL advisors, you know, not agents. They're not going to call themselves agents because they're not, they're, they're, they're not going to want, I don't think, a cut. Well, maybe they will of all of your money, but that can advise you and hold your hand and walk you through it and make sure that you get the best deal possible. If they're not already out there, that's going to be, well, they are. I mean, there's one Atlanta, there's one in Athens, classic city, and they they do a great job. And what they do is on the other end, instead of taking money from the athlete, which this is very smart, they go out and find the sponsors and they can do the connection. Okay. And maybe they should also have a course on how to invest your money. Yeah, absolutely. As part of the, uh, part of their package as a, a, an NIL 
athletic advisor. The thing that we do best during this podcast is not knowing if a celebrity has died or not. I mean, uh, that's something we want to brag about. So we decided to turn it into a, a segment, which we did, called Dead or Not Dead. And coming up, during the next episode, can I check my second act? We're going to play around. That's Thursday's episode, episode 327. And here's what it sounds like. Wanda's got such impeccable taste. Actually, sweetheart, I designed all of this. What? <laughs> I forgot you're a comedian. He's no. pulling our leg. A couple of hints in there. He is a comedian. Now, this okay. is from his show. His, his name was in the title of the show. I don't know. Bernie Mac. Is Bernie Mac dead or not dead? Uh, he is not dead. Okay, Donna, Bernie Mac's been dead since 2008. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought I saw him at Green Bar Mall just last week. It was not him. Okay, why were you at Green Bar Mall? just running some air. So it could be a celebrity, could be a, a uh, singer, a band, a you know, lead singer of a band, could be a politician, could be an actor, actress, movie star. Uh, you hear a clip, Don identifies the individual, and then you must tell me whether or not you think that they are dead or not dead. Why not dead or alive, Cadillac Jack, you may ask? Well, because that's dangerously close to the song that was uh, recorded and performed by Bon Jovi. So we have to do, we have Is to Is this true that that's what we have to do? I mean, we, yes, we it's, play it's, music. It seems Donna, weird. Donna, the whole thing seems it. weird. Let's not push it. Let's not push okay. it. It's dead All or right. not dead. Guaranteed financing. With six months on the job, you got to check an account. You get guaranteed financing at Gallery Furniture. Happy holidays. New Year's Day coming up this coming weekend. As the holidays continue, Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Hashtag ask for the Wolfman. Hashtag ask for Donna. They're at the same location for uh, 40 plus years. This business that Donna runs today. Yes, Donna from the commercials with her dad, the Wolfman, from back in the day. Donna's still there eight days a week and uh, is in charge of uh, two stores. Still, Gainesville and College Park. And they are, uh, they're there to, to serve the community, to serve you, to serve the community, and also to uh, offer up great quality furniture at great prices for every room in your house. Yeah, if you spend time with your relatives this weekend, you may have decided, I don't have enough room. I don't have enough beds. I don't have enough uh, chairs. I don't have enough tables. Like that whole group that sat at this table, I really would have liked to have them on a different table, like maybe a cafe table. Like, you know how you, and, and you have to be really like, you know, intentional about who you put at the main table and who you put at the other table. So, you know, you sprinkle a few like of the fun uncles and aunts in at the kids' table. But you don't put all of them. No, the but you really, you know, like you're, a teacher in fourth yeah, grade. you're like, Aunt Julie's going to sit up here with you guys because she's so much fun. But it's really because you don't want her at the main table. Do you see what I'm saying? Right, sure. Yeah. She's annoying. Yeah. So that's what you, um, if you, if you are one of those people who determine through this holiday that you do not have what you need, in fact, and if people came downstairs and were like, I got to tell you, that mattress you got up there, whoo, gave me, you know, and you're just like, well, right, Jim, yeah. let me tell you where else you can sleep in your car. Okay. Or, or at, uh, at the, the, at the holiday the courtyard. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome to go. Um, but if you are one of those people, then Donna has what you need. And, um, I'm sure she is making room for some, you know, it's kind of like cars. She's making room for some new models. Um, in January. So she's probably got some stuff out on the floor that she wants to rotate and move on off. And I have to tell you, I've been up there twice in probably um, a month, just to in the last couple of weeks, four weeks to to see her. And there is some beautiful furniture up there. I mean, there's some things that I'm just like, I've totally got my eye on. And the, we got several projects here at the house. We do. And the prices up. are so good. I mean, they really are. And this furniture is beautiful. It's modern. It's what you're seeing, you know, on Instagram and in, in, on Howl's and all of these home improvement apps and all the stuff that you are seeing that you kind of are like, you know what, 
I just want to change out one piece of furniture to sort of modernize what I've got going on. She has that furniture. Again, we say it, and we say it, and we say it just because they've been there 40 years, just because it's a, an older building, just because it's in Gainesville, Georgia. None of that matters. Um, they have got top of the line furniture. She's got amazing prices and the best part, she can get it delivered yeah. to you. They have a fleet of delivery trucks. You can also, if you find it on the showroom floor uh, today, you load it up, take it home today. 1600 Browns for Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gallery Furniture. We're grateful for sponsorship of this podcast from Ford, Built Ford Tough, and Fayetteville Ford, FayettevilleFordGA.com. Home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Go see Chitty Chris Chitwood, the general manager and sales pros of Fayetteville Ford. Got Broncos. Got the pre-owned stuff to every every make, every manufacturer represented on the pre-owned lot. And most of the vehicles on the pre-owned lot also qualify for the gift. That's right. No cost to you, the customer. The gift of a lifetime powertrain warranty. And they've got powertrains stacked. They, I mean, uh, well, they've got closets they, full it's, of powertrains. It's, it's simply a document. This, this sign to put in your glove box. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brightmore Healthcare. Thank you for your partnership. My second act is also brought to you by Awesome Alpharetta. Play a while. Stay a while. And find your awesome and awesome Alpharetta. Turn your Starbucks run into new adventures when you link your Starbucks rewards and Delta Sky Miles accounts. And you can check out uh, 326 episodes of this podcast and also three seasons of the Spotify Hype Song playlist when you fly Atlanta's hometown airline, Delta. Because you took me high, but you should have brought me down. We said goodbye, but I'm going to see you around. Charles Kelly, lead singer, not the singer, but one of the three... Lady Annabella. Lady A. But it's time I finally put you down for good. Cause you taken me as far as you Song he released Sunday on Christmas Day. Donna's addition to the Spot of Heights on playlist this episode. Yeah, I am. I'm just. Um, I'm blown away by the song. He wrote it with Dave Haywood, who is his bandmate in Lady Antebellum, and Jimmy Robbins. And um, he says that this song is his goodbye letter to alcohol. And he said it was very th- therapeutic to write. And he hopes it can meet someone where they are. And um, it, you know, he just, it just chronicles all of his struggles. Um, he said that you know that alcohol gave him a ton of um, liquid encouragement. Um, to the night he met his wife, Cassie. Um, and that's one of the great lines in there. You helped me make her laugh until you helped me make her cry. You started out a friend and turned into something else. Um, you took me, cause you took me high, you put up a good fight, but look who's standing now had to almost lose it all before I understood. I think that they are going to change some lives. And I, you know, I haven't, I like Lady Antebellum. I haven't always been the biggest Lady Antebellum fan, but I am incredibly humbled by the way he has, handled all of this because I think there are people who, and you know, everybody has their personal choice on how they're going to deal with it. Some people want to deal, you know, privately. And I think it was a very, um, you know, they came out when, and it was around this time, I think I don't know if it was last year or maybe a little bit later when they had to kind of put the tour on pause and him and Cassie are each in their own way, uh, sharing more of their story. Cassie's his wife, right? Cassie is his wife. I'm really impressed because I do believe every fiber of my being that um, the codependency that goes along with being um, in a relationship with someone who is addicted is equally as debilitating as the person who is going through addiction. 
And she's writing about it really like openly and bravely. And I think sometimes that's hard to do when you're in the public eye because it can turn on you. And people have been so supportive of her. But this is one thing that she wrote that I thought was really good. She said, really grateful for the timing of this song. Living with anyone in addiction is so painful. And the holidays can bring out the hardest aspects of that journey. This time last year, I was waiting up for my husband, who was deep in the grips of alcoholism, to come home from a night out. As I watched the minutes tick away in the early morning hours, I just prayed that he would get in before our son woke up. Now, a year later, he is clear-eyed as he tucks him in bed at night. This song is part of Charles' testimony to his life in recovery from alcoholic addiction. It's part of our family story. It's the recovery that we wake up and ask God to help us walk every day. So if you're reading this and you're in a hard place, please know that there is another way. You can feel peace. As a recovering codependent wife of an alcoholic, I am living proof that one day at a time in recovery can change a life. And I, I do believe that. And I think that, you know, they're very young. They have a young son. And I think they're a perfect example of what you see sometimes on um, social media is, you know, because uh, I've followed her forever on social media. She's gorgeous. They they run with a certain crowd in Nashville. And I think that's a perfect example of what you see is not always what you get. And I also am one of those people who believe you can't blame people. I don't like when people come out and they have problems and people say, yeah, but they always put all that stuff out and made it look like they were so happy. Well, you know what? Because what we talked about before on the last episode, just like depression, sometimes in order to keep putting one foot in front of the other, you have to attempt to participate in a happy life, you know, with your kids and with your with what's going on. So I don't begrudge them any of that. But what I do love is their transparency and honesty now. And I think it's going to help, you know, a ton, a ton, a ton of people. And I will say that one other thing she shared is um, she was in London with some girlfriends last year. And they had gone to see a couple of shows. And um, a lot of people always gave her a lot of grief because she traveled a lot with her son and a lot by herself. And now it makes sense, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe there were some things going on or he was on tour at the time or, you know, I don't know what was happening. But on this particular trip in London, she said she had a massive breakdown because she was at home. She could not find him. She had not spoken to him in like a certain number of days. You know, she's over here in Europe. She was not with her son. Um, She didn't say whether he was with him or not, but just, you know, and she said her anxiety was just off, off, off the charts. And coincidentally, at the same show that they were at in London um, was Shane McAnally and his husband, Michael Baum. And Shane has had a very, um, he had a very public run with alcohol and has given it up. Shane's a huge songwriter. Huge songwriter. And he has given up alcohol. And it was at the urging of his husband, who was having a lot of issues with Shane's drinking. And so she um, went to dinner with them. And she said she had an incredibly scary, but open and honest conversation. And they were two of the people who really helped him and reached out and said, listen, there's another way, you know, there's a, there's another way to feel better about yourself. I know you're not going to believe it, but let us help you. Um, So I think that is also part of being in community when you are in addiction, whether you are the spouse again, or the girlfriend or the boyfriend or whatever, sometimes it's scary just to speak it out loud, but that may be what you actually need to do sometimes to help someone. Although, as she said, in many of her comments, you can't, you can't help someone. You've said this before too, and I've said this. You can't um, encourage someone enough into sobriety. 
Right. You have to want it yourself. Yeah. Your kids can't be the reason that your spouse is going to get sober because it, it, they're, they're going to go backwards. The only person that they can do it for is themselves in the end. True. Because if you're not ready, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources. It's a waste of um, heart power for the other well, person. True that, that, but for the family too, who, who, who probably gets excited maybe. Oh my gosh, he's finally going to get help. Finally going to get help. And there's this anticipation and anxiety on, on, on that side as well. And then, and then, and then you throw in the towel and quit. Then it's kind of like it becomes the uh, the boy who cried. Cr- exactly, that's exactly it. Well, and I think it's important what you said because he is also saying that that he has not conquered anything, he has not beaten anything, and he is um, go away tomorrow. Absolutely, and he and, knows that, and he, he knows, knows that. that. And I think that you have to be really careful in saying, "I'm on the other side now." Let me help you. Yeah, like a counselor. You know, the the, the people that leave rehab sober and then suddenly are addiction counselors themselves. I've I've always kind of been a little leery about because. It, it, it's, 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 it's easy to, to slide back down the slope. Uh, you got you to fight it every single day. So good luck to Charles Kelly. Great song. Uh, this is a new single. We just dropped it. So check it out. you find it on Spotify, our partner Spotify. What about you? Um, I'm going to add the most played song on country radio for the year 2022. Luke Combs, number five. Kind of love we know. Make. Number four is Scotty McCreary. This would have been... My number one song, by the way. My favorite song for 2022 is this one. Callback song for George Strait. From Scotty McCreary. Number three, newcomer, Cody Johnson, Kojo. Number two, for the year on country radio, Dustin Lynch with Mackenzie Porter. And number one, Parma Lee. Take my name. If you had asked me when that song was first released, Country Radio, much earlier in the year, if it will become a number one hit, I'd have said no. If you'd asked me if it will become the most played song of 2022, the entire year on Country Radio, I would have said there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. And that's not to take away from them. It's not to take away from those guys at all. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, it was what's called a sleeper hit. It is a monster hit, but it's what's a, it's called a sleeper hit. You know, you just it just got momentum and kept going and going and going. It also had a lot to do with the weddings from over the summer. That the song was, um, you know, proposals and things like that. It was the wedding song of the year, no question. But congratulations to Parma Lee. They also they have one other hit. That's it. Carolina was uh, their other song from a couple of years ago. Number one song of the year. Unbelievable. Which of those five would you've chosen? I love. There's no it. Luke Bryan. There's no. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of artists that are that are missing from the top five. Well, Morgan Wallen. Morgan got three in the top ten, but they're all five through ten slots. I think I would have chosen them for different things. Like if I was choosing it for like who just like just kept pumping stuff out and pumping stuff out, I probably would have chosen Luke Combs. But I do love that Dustin Lynch song. I, you know, that is it's just like it's it gets in your head and it's just so poppy and fun and like I don't know. Yeah. What about you? So you would have chosen that one? Scott, no, Scotty McCreary. Oh, yeah, Scotty McCreary. Okay, uh, yeah. I saw him perform that in concert this year. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a big Scotty McCreary fan. I, yeah. Nothing against him, personally. I think he's a nice guy. He's a new dad this year. and uh, from He's a North Carolina guy like I am, but I just, I've never been a huge fan of his music. But that song, for some reason, I just, I loved it from the first time I heard it. Uh, the Dustin Lynch song would be a close number two for me. Very oh, close number two. Okay, you know what I'm just thinking about? What are you thinking about? I'm just thinking about you. Um, I am thinking about the fact that we have three playlists. So we've clearly been on for three years. Yeah. So this is year four coming up. We have Uno. 
Well, then you had the original, original Caddy and Donna. Yeah, hype song playlist. And then we have Donna and Caddy. Part two, part two, part two. And, and then, then we have Trey. One. Yeah, so it's got to be four. We're starting year four on January the eighth. And I know you all are like just on pins and needles. What that playlist is going to be called for year four? I hadn't crossed my mind. Have you thought about it? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. All right. So uh, we add uh, a song each of us to. The Hype Song playlist for each episode of this podcast. Easy search on Spotify. They're going to pop right up. And it's going to be called. Are you ready? Are you going to tell us now? Yes. Why, why are you going to reveal that now? Okay, we'll wait. All right, we'll wait. Let's wait until at least after the first of the year. Well, okay. New Year's Eve. Plural? New Year's? New, new, new Year's. New, the New Year. The Ring new, in. New, yeah, there you go. Ring in 2023 with us here in Awesome Alpharetta. This is being updated every day at awesomealpharetta.com for New Year's Eve celebrations all around town. Come play a while, stay a while with us here and find your awesome and awesome Alpharetta. All right. And as you begin to plan 2023, you can relax and rejuvenate with a wellness getaway to Alpharetta. Perfect destination to relax, reset, recharge your body, mind, spirit, and soul giving away a trip to join us here on your own wellness weekend getaway now for it value donna nearly fourteen hundred dollars including two-night weekend stay at the hilton garden inn atlanta north alpharetta value 500 bucks 150 dollars gift card at peloton avalon right next to your store 150 dollars gift card to spasadel Integrative aesthetic, aesthetics, is that right? Aesthetics, yeah. Hundred dollar gas card to get you here. Hundred dollar gift card for cooking class experience at Publix Apron, Apron's Cooking School. Hundred dollar gift card to Foundation Social Eatery. Hundred dollar gift card to Big Peach Running Company. Fifty dollar gift card at Vitality Bowls. Fifty dollar gift card to Peachy Corners Cafe. Fifty dollar gift card to True Food Kitchen. Forty five dollar. Cryotherapy treatment at uh, Restore Hyper Wellness, and t- what is that? What is that process? What is what is that? Uh, That's like cold, like you. So you get naked and you just get in there, and it's like a cold chamber, and it's really, really good for your body. It's good for inflammation. It's good for everything. I am so, so impressed with. First of all, the city we live in, but I am so impressed with these giveaways that Alfredo does. I mean, these are amazing packages that they put together. I mean, if you won one of those things, you would be like. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, you have a hard time spending all that in just a, a three-day, two-night stay yes. in, in, in Austin Alpharetta. So incredible. Package valued at uh, $1,395. Enter to win by visiting the Alfreda Welcome Center between January 1st and March 31st, 2023 to enter in person. One entry per person. Winner will be selected and notified the week of April 10th, 2023. No cash value. You can also register to win at awesomealpharetta.com. Come. Play a while, stay a while, find your awesome and awesome Alpharetta and reading the new year 2023 with us this weekend. Literally with us. We're going to be here. We're going to be in Alpharetta. We're going to have to eat in downtown Alpharetta. Yes, you so, you, you know, just text us and uh, we'll meet you for All a right. drink. We'll do that. You can pick up the tab. Come on out. Yeah, we'd love that. Our thanks for uh, support from T-Mobile for the podcast. Internet freedom. Free yourself from the internet. Reliable internet for 50 bucks a month. T-Mobile guests of the My Second Night Podcast State Properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brands you know depend on and trust like Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. The Paramount Pledge to you, cleanliness, a friendly staff, a comfortable bed, great location, and a great value.
Paramount Properties can be found downtown Atlanta, Georgia Tech, Knoxville, Baton Rouge, Raleigh, LaGrange, Carrollton, and three properties in Noonan, Georgia. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack My Second Act. From Luke Combs and Sony Music Nashville, Dustin Lynch and BBR Music Group, Parmalee and BBR Music Group, Warner Music Nashville and Cody Johnson, Triple Tigers Records and Scotty McCreary, Charles Kelly and Big Machine Records. Oh, and uh, the University of Michigan, Athletics Department and ESPN, CBS and the SEC Network. Go dogs! Anything before we say goodbye, Don? Anything at all? Um, anything? Anything? Hi there. Well, um, no, I just want to say that. Happy New Year. Happy. Well, yeah, we're not there yet. Well, we got one more show before New Year's. We do have that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah. uh, happy, uh, happy New Year's Eve, 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 I guess it would be. Yeah. And just so, like, you know what? Always be looking, um, looking to the future and look for the bright spots because I know this has, again, been a tough year for a lot of people, including us. But as one year wraps up, you know what? There's a big, bold, beautiful promise of a new year, and nobody said it's going to be perfect. Start over. Yeah, nobody said it's going to be perfect. Nobody said it's going to be like without problems. But um, yeah, I'm thinking that- That's all the time we have. Well, I'm just thinking that like God can find someone else to pick on because I mean like, you know, enough with us. There's other people out there. There's other people out there. Jesus, come on. There's other people out there. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios here in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the App and Podcast Network. Well done, Donna. Well done. Here you go. Ring a ding ding. Ring a ding ding. Bam. There you go.